Okay, so what I want to begin discussing today, uh, we're going to, first of all, in general, I'd like to move into Hilcha Shabbos. Let's talk a little bit. We spent a lot of time talking about Hilcha's brachas. We covered a lot of interesting topics. Um, and now let's talk a little bit about uh, Shabbos. We started a little bit a few weeks before the Yom Tovim, but let's just pick up some other topics. And let's begin with Kiddush. Many, many interesting halachas of Kiddush. There are actually two different Kiddushim, kiddushim that we make, one, of course, at night and during the day. And there are differences between them. Let's start with the nighttime Kiddush. Let's start with the source and then get to the question of which I put as the topic of tonight's, uh, this afternoon's class of, do I actually have to drink the wine? That's both as the person making the Kiddush and the people standing around the table. Is that actually a requirement or not? So let's do some background on the concept of Kiddushes as a whole and then zero in on that particular uh, issue. The source of Kiddush actually comes from a Pusik itself. The Pusik we're all familiar with says, Zachor You must remember Shabbos and sanctify it. That Pusik alone, if it was only a Pusik to remember or recall Shabbos to sanctify, would require us to use words, any words that we so chose at any point during Shabbos and declare that today is Shabbos and we remember that it's Shabbos. That's what the day, the, the mitzvah itself would require. The Ramban says it also requires throughout the week that we say things and remember that Shabbos is coming, which is why he says we count the days of the week, Yom Rishon L'Shabbos, Yom Sheni L'Shabbos. We count it as the first day from Shabbos, the second day from Shabbos, and that we're actually always remembering Shabbos in everything that we do. It's, it's in our minds uh, leading up to Shabbos and over the course of Shabbos. Chazal, the sages, uh, legislated the way that we're going to fulfill this mitzvah, which is a Torah mitzvah to remember Shabbos to sanctify it, is they gave us a specific text of words, not just any words that any person might choose to say, today is Shabbos, it's a holy day. Um, but they gave us the text and they put it in the form of a bracha, which is what our Friday night Kiddush is. It's a series of psukim. First we say, which are the psukim describing the seventh day of creation. And then Chazal gave us a bracha, we actually say a bracha, and that's the specific text that they gave us. So number one, they gave us the text to use. Number two, they said, do it on a cup of wine. The Torah just says, remember Shabbos and sanctify it. Chazal said, you know, the best way to do so, the appropriate way to do so, the honorable way to do so, it should be over a cup of wine, which of course we're familiar with. We do many uh, concepts with that. For example, a bris, we use a cup of wine. At Sheva Brachos, under a chuppah. There are many instances, sometimes we bench on a cup of wine, in which using a cup of wine adds or lends significance to the event. And so, so to here, where the Torah just says, remember Shabbos, Chazal said, use these words to sanctify Shabbos and do it over a cup of wine. They then added a third thing and they said, and it should be the first thing that you do when Shabbos starts. Right away, we make Kiddush Friday night and they added a prohibition of eating or drinking until a person makes Kiddush. So that from the time sunset arrives and women light candles and the men go off to shul to daven mincha, from that point, one is not allowed to eat until you make Kiddush. And by instituting that prohibition, they basically created what's going to be the first thing a person does Friday night, they make Yiddish, otherwise you're not eating. And in these small little uh, elements of the halachas that Chazal instituted, that's what created what we're all familiar with and take it for granted that before you sit down to your meal, you make Kiddush. If you could have done it at any point, so we all know what would have happened. The kids are hungry. This one grabs the nash and they grab the, I'll get to Kiddush. And then some point, 1130 at night, somebody would take out a cup of wine and, and make Kiddush. 
But no, Chazal said no eating until Kiddush, and that's what created the dynamic that we're all familiar with. The Friday night meal begins with uh, Kiddush. Okay, those are all the way that Chazal told us to fulfill this mitzvah. Again, it's a Torah mitzvah to sanctify Shabbos. Chazal said, do it with these words, do it with a cup of wine, and do it first thing when Shabbos starts. No eating or drinking until you actually make Kiddush. Are women obligated in this mitzvah of Kiddush? The answer to that is 100%, even though generally women are not obligated on time-bound mitzvos, which this certainly is. It's bound by time. It's specifically only on Shabbos, Friday night, that we make this Kiddush. But because there's a link between Zachor v'Shamor, safeguard Shabbos and observe Shabbos. So Chazal understand anyone who's obligated to safeguard Shabbos is just as equally obligated in all the positive mitzvahs of Shabbos. And therefore, since women are, of course, obligated on all the prohibitions of Shabbos, they are equally obligated on the positive mitzvahs of Shabbos. And therefore, a woman is just as obligated in Kiddush as a man is, which creates the following halacha, it's not often done, but it can be. If a woman were to make Kiddush, can everybody at the table be fulfilled with her Kiddush by listening in? The answer is yes, because she is equally obligated as a man. In the same way that women generally light Shabbos candles, but a man is just as obligated to light Shabbos candles. And if a woman is either not home, or if a person doesn't have, isn't married, or if a wife is running late, a husband can 100% light candles just like a woman. It's they're equally obligated. They are also equally obligated in Kiddush. Generally, men are making Kiddush around the table, but that's like a cultural thing that has certainly come become the norm, but it's not a problem because a woman is just as obligated as a man is in uh, making Kiddush. Which brings us to the next aspect of this being a word-driven mitzvah, meaning you have to say the words. It is like all other word-based mitzvahs in that one person can say it and everybody else can listen and it's as if they said it. Which again, we're all familiar from the way that our Shabbos tables work, but that is based on that principle called Shomea Ke'ona. Somebody who listens in is as if they said it themselves and therefore one person at the table can make Kiddush and everybody can fulfill their obligation simply by listening into the Kiddush of the person who is making it. The requirements there obviously are like they always are, like when we listen to Megillah, when we listen to Torah reading, the person reading or saying has to have in mind to fulfill the obligation of everybody at the table and everybody listening has to have in mind to fulfill their obligation, which is the general assumption that everybody standing there has in mind to fulfill their obligation. And of course, they have to hear every word. So if somebody's wandering around in the kitchen or in running after the kids, you can't fulfill the obligation if you didn't say it yourself or you didn't hear it from somebody who was saying it. So you do need to hear everything. You have to have in mind to fulfill the obligation. And that certainly would, uh, that certainly would work. Now, as far as drinking the cup, so what about, well, how much wine do you need? So here we have two issues to discuss. We discussed this much more at length, Pesach time. It's a big issue regarding the cup of wine, Pesach. Um, but it's, a, it's relevant to the Friday night discussion as well. The first discussion is how big does the cup have to be? And then how much needs to be drunk from the wine or grape juice in that cup? So the first is how big does the cup need to be? The cup needs to hold a revius. A revius is generally assumed to be somewhere between 
5.3 and 5.3 ounces. Many different opinions. Minimally, the cup needs to be at least three ounces. A little bit bigger would be even better. 3.3 or close to four ounces um, is your ideal size for how big the cup needs to be. Most standard Kiddush cups are that size. It's not a problem. Every once in a while, you end up in a situation where you don't have a regular Kiddush cup. You can't use a little shot glass for Kiddush. It has to hold. It's just not big enough. Usually, a shot glass is uh, an ounce and uh, an ounce and a half. It has to be a three ounce cup, at least minimally filled with grape juice or wine in order to fulfill the mitzvah of Kiddush. And then how much has to be, uh, how much you have to drink from that cup. So that is what's known as a male lugma, which is a cheekful, which is generally assumed to be the majority of a revius. You're talking about 1.6 ounces. 1.6 ounces is not a, a tremendous amount, but it's more than a sip. If you've ever just either been at a table or yourself and you just take a little sip, that's not 1.6 ounces. That's a sip. It's not even close. Uh, you're talking about a shot glass and a half, which again, which is not a whole lot, but it, it means drinking. Somebody has to drink that. Then the question is, with which we started, who has to drink that? So here, since we're using the principle called Shomea Ka'ona, that everybody at the table is fulfilling their obligation with the one person making Kiddush, we similarly, everybody who's fulfilling their obligation can fulfill the drinking of the wine as well. So that the person making the Kiddush could be the one to drink at least 1.6 ounces, or someone else at the table can do so. Or we could even, it's not ideal, but you could even divide that up amongst all the people in the table. Well, as long as that amount has been drunk, then we've at least fulfilled, we've made it on a big enough cup and enough people have had to drink. But it does not need to be the person drinking. And in question, let's say I'm sitting around the table. Do I have to get up? You know, sometimes you know that they're passing around the cups and they're not enough. Is it an obligation upon everybody standing around the table to have a little bit to drink? Do you have to have some to fulfill the mitzvah? The answer is no, not on any one individual. The, some of the wine has to be drunk. It could be the person making Kiddush in the most ideal way. It could be somebody else also is fine. Anyone around the table who had in mind and heard every word has fulfilled their obligation as long as somebody had to drink. Is it ideal? Is it nice to have some of the Kiddush wine to drink? Of course. It's a kos shol bracha. It's the, it's the, we made Kiddush on it. What a lovely thing to partake and participate and have something to drink. I don't like that type of wine or I don't like grape juice. I don't want to drink, whatever. Totally fine. As long as somebody has, no one is obligated to have to drink. But there is one major distinction, we discussed this when we talked in Hilchus Brachos, one major rule which is very applicable, and that is as follows. If you are going to have to drink from the Kiddush wine, and you made, you said an Amen to the Bori Pri HaGafen, and then the person, which remembers the middle of Kiddush, you say the Psukim, then Bori Pri HaGafen, and then you make the long Brach at the end, and you had in mind, so now you can drink. But A, if you talk in between when the person making Kiddush finishes and you actually drink, now the bracha that you had said amen to, there's been a hefsek, there's a break in between the amen to the Bori Priyagafen and your drinking. If you talk, now you'd have to make your own Bori Priyagafen before you drink. You can no longer rely on the bracha that was made because there's been a hefsek, there's been an interruption between the bracha. You said Oh, so nice to have you at our table. We're so glad that you're here. Great. No problem that you said that, but now when you get your little cup of wine, you can't drink that without making a new Bore Priyagafen. 
Similar halacha, very important. If you do drink from the Kiddush wine, now you've, the Bar Pir Guffin was made and you didn't have any interruptions and you had to drink. If later on in the meal wine is served, you have already made a Bore Pri HaGafen, and even though you didn't say the words yourself, and you had to drink, which means you don't need to make a new Bore Pri HaGafen if they serve wine during the meal. But if you declined the Kiddush grape juice or wine when it ran around the table at the beginning of the meal, it's no problem. You fulfilled the obligation of Kiddush. But if 20, 30, 40 minutes later, your host serves wine at the meal, now you have to make a Borei Priyagafen because wine in general is not covered by Hamotzi. Whenever you have bread, that doesn't mean, if you serve wine later, you have to make a, a Borei Priyagafen. And you didn't use the Borei Priyagafen of Kiddush. You didn't have what to drink then, which means that if you want to drink in the middle of the meal, you would make a new Borei Priyagafen because you didn't utilize the, the Kiddush Borei Priyagafen. So those are just... So again, in, in quick summary, is there an obligation for everyone around the table to drink? No. Someone needs to drink the 1.6 ounces. It does not need to be everybody around the table. You can fulfill your obligation without it. If you do want to drink the Kiddush wine, make sure you don't talk between saying Amen and drinking. And if you don't, and if you did do that and you want to drink wine later, you don't need to make a new Bari Priyagafen because you already did. If you declined the wine or grape juice and you want to drink wine later, then you'd make a new Bari Priyagafen. That is how that goes. Two last very interesting points about Kiddush. Number one, if for whatever reason a person did not make Kiddush Friday night, then they are obligated to make that Kiddush throughout the day on Shabbos. Meaning Chazal established that it should be done, as we said, with these words at night, right away before we eat on a cup of wine. It happens, it happens that you can't make Kiddush Friday night. A person is sick, they were running to the hospital for good things, for not such good things. Whatever the situation is, it happens in life where a person did not, fell asleep, they didn't make Kiddush Friday night. They wake up Shabbos morning, they're feeling better, they're back home, whatever the case may be. Well, guess what? They haven't yet fulfilled the obligation of Kiddush in the way that Chazal established with what we call the Friday night Kiddush. So what do they do Shabbos morning? They would not make the Shabbos morning Kiddush, which is really just a series of Psukim and Abori Priyagafen. They would make the Friday night Kiddush, the whole thing, because they haven't yet fulfilled it. This happens every once in a while. And uh, if it happens, one should be aware that you still have the obligation to make that Kiddush even some point during the day on Shabbos. Last point, which also is not very common, but does happen. Chazal established, even though in the ideal way they said you should make Kiddush over a cup of wine, you also can make Kiddush Friday night over a loaf of bread. You can use challah. doesn't have to be wine. So in circumstances, which again, life happens. In general, things are great. And uh, we all have plenty of wine, plenty of grape juice. Life happens. We run out of wine. We end up in a deserted island. We got stuck in a hotel somewhere. There's no wine. There's no grape juice. So what do you do? Well, do you have a challah? Excellent. You can do the exact same process. Take out your sitter, your bench, your Friday night. It's the same thing. Same series of sukkim by Chulu HaShemayim V'Ha'aretz. Instead of Borei Priyagafen, you make Hamotzi Lecha Min Ha'aretz. And then you make the bracha. Mikadesh HaShabbos. Exactly the same as you normally would, except instead of the Borei Priyagafen, you make a Hamotzi. The process would look like where all yek is from... Germany, in which if you've ever seen the Yekis do things, you would wash Al-Natilas Yadayim before Kiddush. So you wash, you make an Al-Natilas Yadayim, then you take your two challah rolls and you make Kiddush Friday night Kiddush. So you, you've washed your hands, you made a Bari Bredof, and you hold your challah, and you hold your challah, 
So you can do that as well. So those are just another interesting point regarding the Kiddush. Ideally, of course, we use wine, but you can use challah if for whatever reason person uh, can't have, doesn't want to have um, wine or grape juice, you can use challah as well. Those are some brief synopsis of some of the halachas regarding Kiddush Friday night. Kiddush Shabbos day is a little different. We will talk about that in a future uh, week. And uh, that's it. Just a quick 20 minutes on uh, a little bit less even on some uh, Shabbos and Kiddush uh, issues. We'll always enjoy spending some time learning together. See you all next week. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good day. Thank, Thank you. you.